you've landed on the Business Conservatory Podcast. This is a transparency-driven podcast helping you understand your unlimited earning potential. If you're ready to crush it with your business, let's go. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is going to be really fun because we're doing a full in-depth audit with Kayla and her photography business. About a month ago, I sat down with my podcast producer and my executive assistant, and we were kind of doing a little bit of a strategy call as to like what type of episodes we want to do moving forward. And I tried a number of different things this year, like I tried the make more money challenge, but never had I really done anything where it was a live audit of a business where we could really just kind of pull back the curtain, see what was happening in someone's business and be able to give them actionable tools and resources to be able to kind of help them move forward. And in thinking about this, there are a number of different reasons why I was like, you know, maybe this is something that I should be doing. And a lot of that stems from the fact that like when you're talking to coaches or like when you're listening to someone who's in the mentorship space or the education space, you might see what they post on social media, but you might not really actually know what they stand for. Additionally, you probably don't even know what it's like to work with that person unless you kind of take the lead moving forward. And I want it really clear for all my listeners to know exactly who I am, exactly what I stand for in a very transparency-driven way. So much so that I'm willing to basically do these one-on-ones for free so you guys can know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I did get a little bit of pushback from one of my fellow business owners. They're just like, why are you doing this? Because this is like literally, like they could have hired you. That's a missed income opportunity for you. Why are you limiting that earning potential for yourself by doing this for free and what exactly is the ultimate objective here and many of you know that from episode one i hone in and talk about transparency that it is a hill i am like 100 percent willing to die on i would rather you guys know everything you need to know about me and to have you develop that trust with me than to breadcrumb you or string you along or like manipulate you into wanting to work with me, right? And there's nothing that bothers me more than knowing that like I want to hire someone but not really being sure if there's someone that I would trust with my livelihood and my business and the things that I've spent my entire life trying to build up until this point. I would rather miss the temporary earning opportunity because ultimately I think we're all starting to become the type of people that we really just want to hire people that are our people and the people that think the same way we do and feel the same way we do. And I know that there's a number of people that if I didn't do this and if I didn't transparently show what my audits were like, that we wouldn't be a good fit and the calls wouldn't be a good time. So there's so much benefit to doing this. But the most important thing is you guys are going to get to know exactly who I am, exactly what I stand for. And many of you are going to directly benefit from some of the problems that you're hearing these business owners come to the table with. These are things that are happening for real people that they're experiencing on a very deep level and and many times very personal. There are periods when I'm recording these where there are tears and there are like heavy emotions and really all circles back to the fact that our businesses are personal. So when I'm doing these, I get really excited when I get someone coming in my Instagram stories or like 
reaching out on Instagram saying, hey, that episode that you did talked me through something that I was really struggling with and that really helped me gain clarity. Those are the type of wins that I'm looking for every day. So I hope that vibes with you guys. And I think you're really gonna like this episode too. So episode one of the live in-person audits was this MEB and today we are talking to Kayla. Now Kayla, you will find is an absolute sweetheart. She is someone that the more that I talk with her, the more I really got to see the heart of her business and how she really wants to lead a business that's based off of connection and off of integrity, not just showing up on social media, just for the case of showing up on social media. And I think a lot of you are going to really resonate with what she thinks and feels regarding social media because right out of the gate, the first thing that she was telling me was that it feels hard for her to even know what to post because what is this all for? You can post stuff, but how do you know that you're actually doing a good job? So this episode is totally for you if you've ever asked yourself that, if you've ever wondered, how do I know if I'm doing a good job? How do I know I'm doing the right thing? What should I be aiming for? And like, what's the overall energy I should be putting into my captions and my messaging in my content? I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. So without further ado, let's dive in. How is everything? I know it's been a hot minute since you initially applied. And so I want to touch base and check in and see how everything's going. Honestly, like I decided I kind of was like tired of feeling upset. So I was like, okay, let's try the consistency on Instagram thing. Cause I feel like I hate Instagram so much. I hate the like <laughs> the bending over backwards, having to do every little thing to be seen. And I was like, okay, well, I've got to actually try it. So I've been doing almost every day for the last two months. My engagement's going down. Yeah. But I mean, I feel fine. It's not a huge deal. Where is the root of a lot of the pain and the frustration? Has it been in lack of bookings, inconsistency? Like where is your overall biggest pain point right now? Yeah, I would say lack of bookings and just kind of the consistency with bookings because I have I have like three weddings in October and then literally nothing for the end of the year. So it's like just confusing. What did your year overall look like? Very minimal. I actually raised my prices. I took India Earl's pricing course. Might have been the beginning of the year or end of last. And like I raised my prices a lot. And so I think it shocked a lot of people. But I also like changed my website. I like upgraded a lot in my business too. And so I was like trying to match what I had upgraded. And so I think it's just been a lot of like building up to like what my prices are and like people actually viewing my prices as who I am. So you increased your prices recently. How much did you increase your pricing by? Not quite double, but a lot. I think I was doing my highest package was 1800 bucks. And I was like, yeah, like I know that I need to raise mine, but I just really am struggling. And her course really empowered me to like do the math, to get in and like figure out what I felt like I was actually worth and dig deep. And so like I almost doubled my highest package, although like I completely changed travel fees, completely changed everything. So incredible. A lot. <laughs> and so posting on social media hasn't been a favorite thing of yours, but it's something that you recently invested in. And when it came to attracting your current leads and all the people that have come to you, where are people finding you? I would say Instagram is probably my biggest source. I actually take your ads course. I get a lot of ads. I mean, when I say a lot, like I don't really get that many inquiries. I think I get maybe two a month. So I feel like I book the majority of the inquiries I get, but I don't get that many. If that makes sense. That's really helpful. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probe you on this just for clarity's sake, not because I don't trust you, but because 
having hard numbers is going to really help me get a grasp on the reality of your situation. And so walk me through September. How many inquiries did you get? And how many of those people did you book? I ran a lot of ads that month. So I think I got four inquiries, if I remember correctly, and I booked half. Okay, so you booked two for this month. Yeah, and I'm in the talks with one person. So Oh, incredible. So I guess almost okay. three. Yeah. Okay. And how many of those people that you actually booked, did they come from ads? Did they come from Instagram? Two of them from ads and one from Instagram. So it looks like I got five inquiries and then one in August. Okay. One, five in September, because I like really click clacked down on ads. Also was posting a ton, a ton, a ton too but mostly ads. And three of those that I booked were from ads. And then I booked one that was a friend. So ads are kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you in terms of sales. And as far as Instagram goes, it can be kind of hit or miss depending on the month and kind of how much you post and everything like that. Yeah. And I would definitely say visibility is very hard for me. (laughs) Yeah. Walk me through what ways it feels challenging for you with visibility. I just think I genuinely want to pour more energy into my clients and like into the sessions that I have on my plate currently, but it feels like the only way to get more clients and more on my plate is to focus more on being visible. I'm a mom. I have a one-year-old. He's almost two. So we're just busy, busy, busy. And so it's like, I have to be really careful about what I'm pouring my time into and like budgeting wise. And so it's like, do I choose to edit right now? And do I choose to like work on my education? Do I choose to like better myself or do I choose to work on ads or issues? And I, I genuinely, genuinely wish that I had like the financial means to like hire some of this out. Like I see the value in that for sure, but it's just not where I'm at, you know? And so figuring out how to like spearhead my business and like make it grow because I see what I can feel like what it needs and I can kind of see a direction, but it just feels really like wobbly. Yeah. yeah, it feels so wobbly. <laughs> I appreciate you being so honest. So if if we were to kind of look into the future of what you want your reality to look like, given that you have a one-year-old and you're just trying to make ends meet, first off, I have to applaud you for how wise you were in learning advertising, given that visibility was something that you were struggling with. And the fact that it's working for you tells me you have choices here. And the beautiful thing is not everyone has choices. So let's let's dive into the reality that you want. Because I think that depending on what you are most excited about and what would fill your cup, we could go one of a few ways. But tell me and walk me through the reality that you want to have and where you want to spend most of your time moving forward. That's a big question. I know. I think that's where I do struggle a little bit is knowing what's worth it for me to want, if that makes any sense at all. I love film photography. That's like one of my greatest passions. I would love, love to be able to book less jobs and then be able to put more time and energy into them, if that makes sense. In that course, India Earl always talks about, she talked about abundance and like that feeling of just having like no fear that, you know, that freedom with like that creativity. And I just feel like I don't love the like grind. Like I just, I'm not a fan of it. I just, I don't thrive that way. And I just want to be able to like select my jobs. Yeah. (laughs) Have enough that's coming in then go, no, these are the jobs that light me up. These are the jobs, you know, that I 
can pursue and I'll be able to pour my heart into. Yeah, more abundance, less jobs, but higher quality kind of interactions overall. And so when it comes to the types of jobs you want to work and knowing that you broke into ads, knowing that some of them come from Instagram, walk me through how fulfilling your current customer relationships and experiences are. Do you find that you're really happy with the quality of people that are coming in? Are you seeing room for improvement there? No, I actually, especially the last couple inquiries I've gotten, they feel very ideal and true to me. Like I just got one inquiry for this couple in Virginia and we're talking right now and it's not 100% nailed down yet, but I feel like I'm reaching people that like I really connect with. It's an entirely film wedding. And I'm like, that just is magical. I'm like, that just feels so good. And they're all just so sweet and genuine. I just feel like I'm not being fully seen by those people. And so if you were to gauge what makes someone a fulfilling client for you to work with, it sounds like you really thrive working with a lot of different types of people, but describe your ideal client, like who you love working with the most. Mm, I really love just that like down to earth feeling, the people that are more focused on the memories of their day versus having it be Instagrammable. I love people who they want more that like the documentary feel which I feel like is super trendy right now. But just those people that are very focused on the emotion that they want to feel when they look back on their photos. And like, I love people that just like want to connect. It's good because like, I don't know if I've really thought about the questions you're asking me, which I think is like why you do what you do, probably. Because I feel like I'm confusing people because I don't actually know if I know what I want. <laughs> it's it's hard to know what you want to when you know what's possible. And there's like, the whole, well, I want to make money and I want to be compensated. And like, there's also just this pressure to show up online and like this pretty meaningful, it's all very confusing. So if you're confused, I know that you're among a sea of so many people that are just like, I just want to enjoy my business. (laughs) Can I just do that? (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) And I think you're doing a really good job of really like articulating the vibe and the feeling that you want. And I think that, you know, everything that you're saying, especially in terms of like what you've heard from India and knowing what's possible is so incredible. And my job will be to really help make sure that we're setting you up with the right stepping stones to be able to do that. And so I'm going to ask you a few more questions, but I'm going to ask you to be kind of bitchy in a way. And like, I give you full permission to just not be nice, unapologetically you. I want you to walk me through the things that you have seen with customers that you've worked with that you just did not like. You do not want that energy moving forward. So be as bitchy as you want and tell me all the things. Oh my gosh. I know. You can probably tell I'm just not that way. Not at all. That's why we're giving you permission. <laughs> we're, we're opening the floor. I love it. No, I do. I love it. I have this philosophy that like every couple, and I feel like most body photographers do, every couple deserves to have whatever day they want. But I have a lot of couples that very much bend over backwards to like their families and don't actually like plan the day they want they just plan like what's traditional and I just like don't I just feel like this like lack of passion in what they're doing and like this lack of I don't know if it's emotion necessarily because it's still like their big day and it's wonderful there's some monster family members out there Mm -hmm. and I just genuinely think that I connect most with couples who put that out of their mind and make happen what they want 
whatever that may look like, you know, if it's a million people on the dance floor and three hours dancing, or if it's like a micro wedding and they just want their dog. Do you know what I mean? Like, also, I've run into like, there's something in my brain right now. Oh, girl, break it down for me. I <laughs> There is something spicy waiting to come out. I am here for it. Oh, I have this one couple. I'm trying to like not make it obvious as to what job it was because I don't want to talk bad about it. You're safe here. They didn't take care of the location. They were horrible and ruined it. And it was just, it was like, you want this for Instagram. Do you want this for Instagram? And I think that's bullshit. And they had like this videographer that was all up in my grill and it was just a bad experience overall. Again, I want to make it too obvious. Your secret safe here. And based on what you said, I, I wouldn't guess who it was. But I noticed you say something several times and I wanted to ask you a heart-to-heart question, which is based on the things that I've heard you say about certain couples and their desire for things to you know, be perceived a certain way or be for the gram or something like that, do you find that that is a potential like origin space for you for why it feels hard for you to show up online in that capacity because it feels inauthentic and it feels very derived of meaning? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot stand the performative culture and this feeling that we need to like show up in an exact certain way in order to be like accepted. I just can't get behind it. And so I think, yeah, I think definitely that plays into my struggles with Instagram because it feels I work really hard to try and show up authentically, but I know that it can definitely come off inauthentic if you're not careful. As far as managing goes, you know, it sounds like your life is going to continue to shift in a number of ways. And right now, you know, your reality is very much demanding you to be present with your hand in a lot of different jars, the editing jar, the mom jar, the be there for your couples jar. So I want you to walk me through, do you see organic posting in any way, shape or form benefiting your life in an authentic way at all? Or do you find that it is something that genuinely you want to divorce yourself from what do you mean exactly by organically posting just like whenever I feel like it kind of Mm -hmm. oh yeah that would definitely be more up my alley and it was kind of what I was doing at the beginning of the year where just like when I had the energy I I did it and like that Mm -hmm. was that was where I was at and it was fine but I just felt like I was stagnant like I just felt like Mm -hmm. there wasn't any growth and visibility and so I was like well it may feel more true to me but for my business, I don't know if it's the right thing. Yeah. And you know what's super interesting is, and you tell me where you fall on the spectrum of this, because you could fall any any which way, shape or form, and there's no right or wrong. You know, there are some people that regardless if there was feedback or any sort of client response, they would be posting and they're, they would be doing it. And then there's people that fall on the other end of the spectrum where they're like, you know, if I'm going to show up in any meaningful capacity then there has to be some sort of visible payoff that I can know, hey, you're doing a good job. People like genuinely enjoy what I'm doing. And there's kind of like, I don't want to say a payoff, but there's there's the reward of a connection. Where do you think you fall in terms of that? I think I definitely crave the connection for sure. I think that's kind of how I am as a person. But I also, I know that if you pour energy into something that usually the payoff takes time. And so I think like there's this piece of me that's like, okay, wait, maybe the payoff will come. Maybe the payoff will come. Maybe if I like mm-hmm. keep staying consistent, even if I'm not feeling 
like maybe it's paying off right this second maybe consistency will but also like I don't know I'm like what am I waiting for am I waiting to go viral like I don't know (laughs) what does it all mean yeah it's true I love that you said that too, because on some level, I'm noticing that people within their businesses, they hear the same like key things all the time. Like you need to be consistent and the payoff, like you said, like the payoff isn't going to be immediate. And there's all these like buzz phrases that come to mind where you're like, okay, maybe it's that. But then you're just like, but wait, what am I really actually looking for here? Aside from inquiries and money, Mm -hmm. like how do I know? that it's going well aside from likes or comments and things like that. Absolutely. I love how honest you were because wouldn't we all love to say, you know, I'd show up anyway and I'd do it anyway, but we're not hardwired that way. And I'm the same way. I'm like, hey, if I'm going to show up at all, I want to at least know that like it's contributing in some sort of meaningful way in anything. And so we have a few different ways we can go about this. But in order to craft the life you want, it sounds like, A, if we're going to require you to show up in any way at all, then A, it has to be meaningful and it has to feel connected to you in some way, not just for the sake of doing it, but for the sake of reassuring you that things are on the right path and to make whatever effort you do put in actually feel like it's moving the needle forward in some way. Because realistically, I mean, based off what you said, girl, you're looking at a reality where in theory, I mean, you're booking more with ads, you could just walk away in theory, right? Like, <laughs> in theory, I could, yeah. The numbers suggest that. But I have this feeling that knowing the trajectory that you're wanting to go, which is the make more money work with less people overall, it would be really cool to have that social profile be able to kind of almost serve as a way for people to pre-qualify themselves before they even talk to you so that way when they're talking to you they're like wait we're we're in like we have nothing to say we're we're like hell yes get it (laughs) we don't want to be selling ourselves too much and i i love sales as much as the next person but i only love sales to the degree where i'm like okay how can i get them like right where i want them in terms of like, you know, they're they're not just price shopping, but they're like, no, we're like genuinely serious. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, diving more into social media. But before I do, I want your permission to dive into this territory with you. Because as I said in a minute ago, as your friend and as your strategist, there is nothing holding you back from just having this be ads, get all your leads and you filling up your calendar. All year. And I mean that sincerely. And you could choose to go that route. But at the end of the day, what would either need to happen is you either A, commit to a full ad schedule, refine your website even more in a way to nurture those hell yes clients, or mm-hmm. we treat your social media profile as this kind of central hub of really key important messaging to help pre-qualify people to be hell yes clients for you. And so given that, what feels the most aligned for us to dive into further? I think ads seems like the easier route, but I find myself leaning more towards social media because I do think I get more connection that way. I don't know. I agree. Given the fact that you said you love India Earl and you followed her stuff and the fact that you even reached out to me in the first place tells me that you you buy off social media yourself and you know it's possible to cultivate that connection with other people. 
So let's let's go all in, baby girl. Let's talk about some of the core messaging that you have been leaning with recently. So you said you recently just went all in. You've drummed up more consistency despite not knowing kind of where it's going. What have been the overall things that you've talked about on your feed posts and your captions, on your stories? What what are the things you're talking about? Today, what are the posts? Oh, I posted wedding tip number three. <laughs> Just about including the groom in the planning process. So like I've just been doing a little bit of thoughts I have about wedding planning on like a couple different reels that I have. I post a lot about the film work. It's like a lot what I'm passionate about right now. There's that little trend going around about like the art of noticing. I don't know if you've seen that. It's kind of all over the place right now. Oh, is that that little quote that is mm-hmm. just like love is noticing? I literally love it so much. So I just kind of talked about that and just like, I also like to write a little bit. I'm not very good at it, but I just, I, I like the captions in the sense that I'm able to like give people a piece of my heart. And yes. so I try and make my captions as heartfelt as I can and add some sort of thing into the universe. <laughs> Even if it's not yeah. seen, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, sometimes they're very surface. Like I'll just post like, oh, I just did this engagement session. But I try. I usually just tell the story about what the session was and like what happened and what were the things that I noticed and what did I like about the session. And- yeah. Do you want to, if you would be open to it, would you be willing to share one of the captions with us? Like the those specific storytelling ones that you were telling me about? Yes. This one, the one I was telling you. There's a funny trend going around Insta right now. It's about the art of noticing. And I get why it's a trend. Because to me, that's what a session is, noticing. All the important details that make you up in such a small blip of time. The way your hands hold each other, the tuck of her hair behind your ear, your laugh lines, scars and wrinkles, each tiny expression, individual, and so worthy of being seen. That's so helpful. I'm going to give you some caption direction in a way that I think is going to be really moving the needle forward for you while also encouraging connection opportunities. And I I did this on a recent one-on-one that I had where one of the things that you may notice is that when you're talking to customers and when you're exploring things from their vantage point, they come from all walks of life. They have different stories They, you know, as you noticed, like some of them have beautiful storytelling, you know, all that stuff. But by and large, by and large, if you look at your clients all across the board, many of them all kind of fall within similar categories of each other. Like for example, with wedding photography, you'll get the people that come to you that are just like, we're excited to have our photo taken, but we're a little camera shy. And we love your photos, but like, we don't know how we're going to look that way. You know what I mean? Where it's just yeah. like this kind there's, there's this element that your audience experiences when they're looking at your work where there's a disconnect between while these photos are so beautiful but like they themselves have never experienced what it's like to be on the other side of that or they don't know exactly what it's like and so one of the things that I'd love to see you dive in on that I think would be such a beautiful poetic way to showcase how kind and generous you are is to walk people through the transformation of what it was actually like to work with them so for example, mm-hmm. and you, you'll you start to notice even in my stories and even in my captions after I explain kind of this point, because this is something that applies to any industry and is very like universal across the board. But like, let's just say you had a session recently where when they got on the initial call with you, they're just like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. I'm a little camera shy. And is that something you help with? And you're like, oh my God, don't worry. Like, I'm totally gonna help you out. And you do the session with them, you help them out, they feel comfortable, and then they the photos look amazing. So that's kind of the transformation arc of what happens with a lot of 
people. And so something happened between the process of them reaching out to you and booking you and them getting their photos that facilitated a transformation for them in terms of what allowed them to enjoy their photo experience. Because yes, they got the byproduct of the photos, but something else happened in order to make those photos good, right? Like they, you don't have everyone that comes to you that's just a model. Somewhere along the line, there was something that you facilitated within your journey of working with them that sparked this magical outcome of them looking and feeling amazing in their photos. So let me ask you now, taking this kind of idea and rounding it out full circle, is there a couple that you've worked with recently where they said something like that, where they're like, oh, we're really nervous. We're like worried about getting our photo taken or anything like that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a very common thing, especially I just feel like most people are just not comfy. Specifically, one of my really good friends, I'm taking all of her wedding photos, engagements, bridals, her weddings next week. And she had a lot of discomfort saying like her cute little fiance. I love him. No. But yeah, she definitely struggled with that for sure. And so with that, you know, obviously the wedding hasn't happened, but it sounds like you did engagement photos. And I trust that they like absolutely loved them. And they were like, these are amazing. So let me ask you between you knowing how nervous she was and how uncomfy she was, what did you do when you worked with her that allowed her to feel more comfortable? I told her to focus on him. And I told her to not worry so much about what I was doing so I take a more fly on the wall approach because again I think it goes back to like I'm not necessarily worried about being Instagrammable yes I want to take beautiful pictures right beauty is very important in my job but the beauty is them that's my job their job is being together that makes perfect sense yeah and I think that helped her she's like oh like okay we're on a fun date like we can you know we can do these pictures and like yes she'll have a big old thing pointed at me but like if there's anything I just told her like if there's anything that needs to be changed. I tell this to most of my clients, like if there's anything that needs to be changed, I will tell you. You don't need to worry about if your hair is in this exact spot. Like if it needs to be moved, like I will tell you. Just be together. Incredible. And so when you tell them to be together, what specifically are you articulating? Are you saying make eye contact with them? Do a lot of physical touch. What does that translate into? I think it depends on where we are and like the location, but like I'll usually give them like a base pose. So I'll be like, okay, now face each other. You hold her hand. Feel free to move around. You can touch her face. You can kiss her, whatever feels like authentic to you. And I'm just gonna, just gonna take a second. And then I mean, we'll talk. So it's not like awkward while I'm like (laughs) snapping photos, but just trying to create some sort of normalcy. So that's actually who they are. So it sounds like based on everything that you're saying that she didn't just show up and suddenly all of her fears went away. There was, there was something that you did and a specific space that you held for them that allowed them to exist in this space of comfort and allowed them to fully feel immersed in the experience rather than worry about where their hands were. It's like, how do I turn my head? Do I sit still? That's what I get a lot. Do you want me to just freeze? No, no, I don't. (laughs) Please don't. And you said you like you talked with them and you like kind of facilitated interaction with them. And so when you're approaching captions and someone comes on your profile and they're like, wow, that photo is really pretty. Your audience and the people that are looking to potentially hire you, it's not a stretch to say that they either feel very similarly to how the customers that Mm -hmm. are in the photos feel or you know, there's going to be an experience that you've had very recently with your customers. 
that very much align with what your future customers are going to feel. And so here's how I want you to approach caption writing or stories in a way that like can not only really warrant and engage people in a very meaningful way, but it will also walk them through transparency wise what your process is. Like, let's just say that girl's name is Michaela. So I'm, I post a picture of Michaela. She's looking beautiful with her fiance. And so, you know, Michaela came to me super nervous about having her photo taken. She had spent years being really frustrated, seeing images of herself because she knew that wasn't the authentic way she wanted to be portrayed. And when she came to me, it was really important to her that her photos be candid or whatever she told you was like super important to her. You know, you would kind of insert that. And you you would say, what I did to help Michaela was I reassured her that she needs to focus all of her energy on her significant other. And I engaged in giving her, I engaged in conversation with her. I allowed her to easily relax into the positions that they held by talking with one another. Overall, what you're doing is you're saying, this was the feeling that Michaela felt at the start. This is what we did to help her feel comfortable. And the outcome was she was able to love how her photos looked in the end. And so when I'm a potential customer and I'm looking to hire you and I'm like, oh my God, I also feel nervous. Wow. She like, she'll help me. I won't just be expected to like show up and be a model that's really nice. It's nice to know that I have a photographer that cares because in a sea of other people on Instagram that are like, take me back to this wedding in Tuscany, you're actually showing up and saying, hey, I understand that you're a real person that is experiencing different feelings when it comes to having your photo taken. And this is exactly what I do that makes this not only very approachable for you, but I'm proving to you that if you've ever felt nervous in your entire life, I'm an expert at helping you with that. So you better believe your photos are going to look amazing and you're going to feel great doing them. I really like to hinge a lot of my captions on the things that my customers are feeling and what they could be feeling. Now, maybe it's not them being nervous about having their photo taken. Maybe they're worried on their wedding day that they're not going to get enough time with their guests. And maybe you have someone that's like, hey, you know, we're really worried that our photos are going to feel very overly posed and very stuffy. And that kind of opens up the door for you to be like, hey, Johnny came to me really worried that their photos were going to come off very stuffy and very forced. And it was really important that they had photos that just reflected how candid their relationships were with their family. So what we did was we carved out a timeline where we would give them plenty of space so that way the wedding day was not stressed. Whatever your process would be for kind of counteracting that problem that they have and you kind of telling the story of the transformation of the day so that people that are in the buying position can be like, oh great, she does that? That's so helpful for me. Let me know if that made sense. No, it really did. I think I think it's really easy for me to speak like about my experience and what I saw, but like I think it makes more sense to focus on like their experience and because those are the things that are relatable to just the average person. Yeah. And there's still plenty of room for you to share your vantage point because your vantage point is ultimately proving your level of advocacy for them, right? Like, I mean, on some level, like they're hiring you to be an advocate to facilitate 
their memories of the day. And you're, you're arguably the most important part of that day. And so I'm not saying to not do that. I'm just saying that for all those times where you're feeling tempted to be like, I'm so happy for them. Yay. (laughs) Then the default thing that I want you to think about is what were they feeling when we first started working together? And what did we do to help make them no longer feel that way? Or what did we do to help them feel like they got the outcome that they wanted? No, that's really helpful. Good. And that can be done in any medium, right? So you can do that in your captions. But even more specifically, one of the things for you regarding outreach is... I see a lot of photographers doubling down on feed posts and not enough on like outreach type stuff. And the only real tool on Instagram that's going to actually be seen by people that are not your followers is reels. And so if the goal is to nurture your existing audience, double down on the feed and make sure those captions are on point, right? That'll also be helpful for any new people that you bring in. I had this theory a number of years ago, and I started this theory like in 2019, where I had a theory for my photography business where I was like, I bet you if I stopped posting to the feed, that it would not in in any way inhibit my lead generation whatsoever. Like, I bet you I could still get leads from Instagram without feeling religious about posting on the feed. And I doubled down and between 2019 and now on my photography business, I've only posted three feed posts since 2019, but I still get inquiries from there. So that reinforced for me that the feed is not responsible for the outreach. It's not going to be what gets you the new clients. How often were you posting reels? So reels ended up being something newer that came oh, after 2019. Okay, so you just posted like three times. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And so for all of you guys that are listening and that are hearing me kind of talk about this, it's like, oh, well, like it's easy for you, Ellie, because like, you know, ads and stuff, but like, it's important for me if I'm going to be giving advice in any meaningful capacity that if I'm going to make a blanket statement like, hey, don't worry about posting on the feed so much, I better be able to back that up myself yeah. and say like, hey, I would much rather put my business at risk for not getting inquiries to test a theory than to tell you to not post on the feed and then have you miss opportunities. So it was really important for me to be like, okay, how important is the feed in the big picture? And a lot of photographers are like, I'm only posting on the feed and maybe a few stories, but then they'll barely post any reels, not realizing that reels is 100% responsible for the outreach. When you do that, you can still convey that whole transformation framework that I was kind of sharing that you do in your captions. You can do that in a really meaningful way with your reels where maybe it's just like, I don't know the best way to hook this, but like, you know, your first image is like maybe your best image from the shoot. And then you kind of walk through, you don't have to talk on it. You could just like type it out, be like, this couple came to me. They were really, you know, worried that they weren't photogenic. You wouldn't believe this based on the photos, basically, is what you're trying to illustrate. And when people look at those photos, they're all thinking, well, how do I look like that? But you're showing, hey, these people that you're seeing that you feel like are so completely out of your reach literally went through the exact same thing that you're feeling. And I hear you and I see you. And it almost just gives you a space to like hold space for other people in a way to where you're not feeling like, oh, I have to have a brilliant idea or like be the smartest person or the most clever person in the room to make an impact. It's just connecting based on what's real. And that's undeniable authority 
that you have. So based on that, application-wise, I'd like for you to give that a try, whether it be in a caption, ideally in a reel, if you can. And I'd like to be able to take a look at that and kind of see application-wise how it felt for you in the process and if anything's coming up for you. Okay. Is there any part of that that feels like it might be tricky or difficult to apply? No, I just think you have such a way with words. <laughs> it just feels like all that just flows so easily out of your body. And I just think it's so impressive. I think for me, finding those words might be tricky, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like I can like learn how to kind of switch some things up a little bit just to like tweak it so that it's more people can like see themselves in it, I guess is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Are you down to do a little bit of an exercise with me to help kind of practice on this? So I'd like you to get out a piece of paper and I'd like you to draw four different spaces. So like kind of like four columns. Okay. Perfect. Okay, got it. Yay. And for those of you listening, you guys are more than welcome to pop in and do this exercise for yourself. In the first column, I'd like you to take a recent client that you've had. It could be your most recent shoot. It could be a shoot prior to that. And I want you to think about what were the things that they were thinking and feeling before you started working together. And you can either say this out loud or you could write it. But what what were they concerned about or worried about before having their photo taken? I think she really wants her photos to feel like them. Mm-hmm. And that she doesn't want them to look like all the same as like everything else. Perfect. Like you yes. It's like really important to her. Write that down. That was a perfect example. Worried and wondering how their photos would look authentic to them. Not wanting something. Would you say that it's fair to say that they wanted photos that were kind of more individual to them or more unique to them? Or were they just wanting it to not look like your run-of-the-mill photos? I think a little bit of both. But I think definitely like to them too. Okay. It's like very important. Perfect. And so with that, the next column, what I would like you to say is I would like you to put down how this was communicated to you. Was this communicated to you in a call? Was this communicated to you before the session started? How did they bring this up to you? I feel like it was when the session started. Okay. I kind of asked, like, are you nervous? What's going on? And so that next column is entirely responsible for how you discovered that. So the first thing is the feelings that they were feeling. And the next column is how you discovered that. In some cases, it's like, you know, we uncovered in their initial questionnaire that they were really worried about having their photo taken or we discussed on their first call. But in this case, it sounds like before their shoot began, you know, they conveyed to me that they were worried that their photos would look just like everyone else's and they wanted photos they were that were original to them. And so in the next column, what did you do to make those photos authentic to them? Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> if you're open to it. Yeah, I think like the one of the biggest things I do is I have a big old questionnaire just like getting to know them, which I think is pretty industry standard, but mm-hmm. I can't make photos individual unless I know what makes them individual. So like Perfect. A, I have a, like actually question that asks like what do you guys do that di- that's different? What do you want in your photos? Also, I think just kind of I I have them do mood boards. I always kind of before we start, I kind of walk them through my vision so that they're feeling communicated with and that they can feel like like if they're not okay, they can tell me like if they're not game, you know, or if they're like oh, I don't really want that picture. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned several great things. So you mentioned a questionnaire. You mentioned a mood board. You mentioned talking them through 
the vision. That's perfect. So then in the last column, I'd like you to articulate what was the outcome. In some cases, the outcome is fairly straightforward, right? They get beautiful photos. And in other cases, it's, it's experiential. The transformation will kind of kind of be similar, but like it's kind of all the same. And so when it comes to writing captions or making reels or anything, this four column framework of what were they feeling? How did I find that out? What did I do to fix it? And what was the outcome is the method every time. So you could even in theory, take every single customer that you have and run them through this framework and say, okay, they all had... And, and it's not always necessarily dramatic, right? Like, it's not always like, oh, we hate ourselves in photos. You know, it's not always like that deep. Like some people, like you said, just want to feel like their photos are authentic or they're worried about their photos being candid or they're wondering how um, they're going to have time for themselves on their wedding day with their – you talked about family earlier. Um, yeah. You know, I had a couple that had like an overbearing aunt. They wanted to know how to have their day run smoothly while still, you know, navigating the sensitivity of the relationship with their aunt. So that's, you know, an example of you really putting like time and effort and caring into like their experience in a way that kind of like reinforces, okay, I'm not just someone that takes good images. Anyone who comes on my profile can see I care about what matters to them. And this is how I make that happen. And so I would run every client you have through that four column, which might might seem like, oh, that's like a lot. But when you kind of have it quadranted, quadrant, quadranted, <laughs> making up words here, when you have it kind of segmented in that way, that's a better word. When you have it segmented mm-hmm. in that way, you're just dumping the problem. Mm-hmm. I found it out what it was and the outcome. And then as far as like putting that all together, like in a sentence, you can kind of play around with how you want the sentences to come out or how you want it to flow. Mm. But at least you're not creating it out of like thin air and like nothing. Yeah, that's really helpful. And you'll notice that like on my stories too, in fact, the story that you ended up reaching out to me on ended up leading up with that framework. It was talking about you know, someone had come to me having a problem with their messaging and they didn't know what to say on social media. And their reality was that they didn't want to show up on social media anymore. So what I did was I got on a call with them and I walked them through how to show up and how to talk on social media. And now they're great and they post consistently. So it's all kind of like the same no matter what job you have. And when you do it centered on them, you'll have endless stories that you never really have to worry about creating out of thin air. I like that a lot. Because I really, I genuinely struggle with captions. So it's really nice to have a direction in that way. You start to notice in doing this that because of the nature of what you do and how you shoot and how many shoots you do, everything that you can fit in within this framework is pretty expansive because when you start one, you realize that every single wedding client that you have, it isn't just one thing that you can talk about within this framework. Like maybe they're nervous, but they also want to know how to make their wedding day more candid. Or maybe they, so it's like what might come easy to you as like the initial problem of like what they reach out to you for, you realize that suddenly they have a wealth of experiences of things that they wanted that you facilitated and made happen for them. And suddenly you become this person that facilitates 
dreams and transformations for real people that you love and they love you for it. And so it takes a little bit of practice, but run it through this framework and submit it to me and show me and be like, hey, I gave it a try. And I can tell you, I I will not be mean at all. I promise. Um, I just want to make sure it's easy for you and it feels very attainable and doable. So if you get writer's block or anything, just reach out to me and I'd love to help you with that. You're the best. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's exhausting. So thank you so much. Of course. I think too, what you'll notice is that, and you've probably noticed this on an ads perspective too, when when you have an ad, people can either click through to go to the website or they can click through your profile. I think you're going to get more real estate out of your ads too, because even the people that click through the ad to go to your profile and just stay there, you're going to find that there's more direct conversions that come in both cases. So it's, it's going to make your ads more successful. It's going to improve your outreach. It's going to make more hell yes clients and it's going to allow you to charge more. So win, win, win. You're going to make me cry. This feels so, oh Oh my God. What's coming up for you? Is it just kind of overwhelming? I just like really struggle, feel like I know if I'm going the right direction. And so I think just hearing from you kind of like, just like a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Where it kind of hits like a a head, you know, it's like, you're doing these things. I see all the good things you're doing. Let's just streamline it a little. Like it's really helpful. So it sounds like your reality. I mean, when you, when we started the call, you, you were saying that you're in a much different place emotionally with this. It sounds like this has been a, a really big struggle for you. Walk me through a little bit about it. You seem to be doing well now, but has it been something really that has just been taking a toll like on your heart? Yeah, I would definitely say, I think it's really hard. And I think a lot of just artists in general feel this way because we do pour so much of our heart and our time and effort into what we create. And so when it's not necessarily received the way we want it to be, it's really hard not to like take that on as if that's my worth right there. You know, and I think I've done a lot of work just like I've been finish it to the therapy. <laughs> yeah. Just about like a lot of other aspects of my life. But it's gotten down like to my business where like I've had to untie a lot of those knots and go like, okay, wait, I'm still like an amazing human. And hopefully like I can connect with the people that see that. It's just getting to the people that will connect with me that I've been struggling so hard with. It's really painful when you have so much to give and yeah. you've been trying things and you're like, I guess this yeah, is what I do. Terrifying. <laughs> I think, I think this will do it. And I also look at you in a very real way and see someone that's very hard on themselves because girl, like, let me tell you of all the people that have learned ads, there are uh, only a handful that truly grasp it in a way to where they're really able to make money out of it in a very meaningful way. You've done that in spades. So like, I, oh have to t- I have to tell you that you have something to be proud of yourself or you learned a new skill you applied it incredibly and you're you're doing something that most people can't do. So right now, the way I see it when I'm looking at you, I'm seeing like this very high level person that it has a high skill level, a high aptitude and, and an overwhelming capacity to be generous in such a meaningful way. And I'm sorry that this has been weighing you down so much because I only see great things and I see you're doing a really great job, but I know how hard it is. Oh, you're literally so nice. <laughs> probably see this so much just people are like I don't know what to do I don't know how to do this killing themselves (laughs) now that you're at where you're at you're wanting to make sure that these new rates that you have 
get booked and I, uh, you know, everything is dialed in and working for you. What do you see moving forward as far as the number of clients that you're taking on and what do you want that to look like for you moving forward? I think I just want it to be more selective and I want to have the opportunity for it to be selective, especially like when I'm spending time away from like my family, my son, like my memories, my time. I want that to feel like fill me up and like I want yeah interactions that I am having like I want to be able to book more jobs like that but be able to decide how many I think for me like I would be happy to have like for sure one or two weddings a month and just book a high package and call it good have just an extra like chunk of change so I can feel somewhat secure but I'm able to also focus on my family which I think is the dream for a lot of people honestly right here's what I do remind me how much are you spending a month on ads I wish Facebook meta broke it down like a little bit easier to tell how much I've actually spent per month. And maybe I just don't know where I'm looking. But from August 31st to today, I only spent 98 bucks. Wow. Only 98 bucks? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Excuse me, Miss Ads Queen over here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Here's here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. If, If it were me. I think the thing that's holding you back from being as selective as you want is more inquiries. So I'd like you to double down and really push everything towards reels if you can, just to get that outreach. And then in addition to that, I would like you to spend, I mean, obviously I'm not in your business and I'm not seeing your operating expenses, but no, based on your reaction to the $98, it sounds like you might have a few more dollars to be able to throw ads way and not have it <laughs> compromise you. Uh, how would you feel with a 25% increase on ad spend per month? Yeah, I think that would probably be fine. I need to like double check on my books, but yeah, like I don't see why that would be a problem. <laughs> I would love to see a 25% increase for no other reason than holidays coming up. People are doubling down on engagements. This is going to be such a prime time for you. And I don't want to miss any visibility opportunities. So I would say if I were you, double down on Reels, apply the framework, the transformation framework, showcase your images, talk about the transformations, kind of use the kind of four columns as we talked about as kind of like a guidepost on how to how to write those. And then I'd like you to do a 25% ad increase. And I'd like you to give me the opportunity to check on how things are going for you and get a status update for the application and see how it's going. And we can kind of go from there and I can give you feedback and we can kind of keep a temperature reading on this as you go along. But I, I think you're in a really good position where based on the reality that you want and based on the selectiveness that you want, we just need a little bit more to give you more freedom in that capacity. And you're on the right track. So that is what I would do if I were you and keep me posted on everything as you're doing it. Thank you so much. For real. Thank you. Of course. Well, I want the listeners to know and be able to kind of like be able to gawk at your work and see how amazingly talented you are. If people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at kaylafoto.co. And my name's spelled kind of funny, though. So it's C-A-E-L-A photo.co. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll go ahead and link it in the show notes below, too, so people can get that. Because I know what it means to have, like, a name that is a little tricky to spell. I'm like, <laughs> so, this is who I am. This is my name. My full name is Shelly. And I was just like, I'm just going to change it because I don't have the capacity. 
<laughs> I didn't have the fortitude to deal with the name stuff, so you're already like 10 times stronger than me. You give me too much credit. Oh my gosh. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll look forward to talking with you soon, Kayla. You thank too. you. Thank, thank you for real. Of thank course. you so much. You have the of best. Of course. Night. <laughs> okay, bye, Ellie. See ya.